0: This is Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara from American Financial Security and American Financial Investments, a registered investment advisor. With the variety and sheer number of investment choices available and the new tax laws phasing into effect, are you financially prepared for retirement and saving in taxes the way you want to be? For many years, Ron and Barbara have been an integrated financial and tax preparation and planning firm providing their clients not only with ways to make money, but also to keep more of it. Listen in as they discuss common financial questions and concerns and provide the facts on the new tax laws going into effect for individuals and businesses. And now, here are Ron and Barbara to help you find out how to move towards a more informed and confident financial future.
1: Welcome to another edition of Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. Hi, Barbara.
2: Hello, Arizona. Hi, Ron.
1: So, there has been an an amazing amount of uh, information in the news recently. And part of the news was uh, just a week ago, uh, Congress was doing their work and they passed a bill. The House. Pretty overwhelmingly. Mm -hmm. And that bill is called the Secure Act.
2: Yep. And the Secure Act in the House currently stands for setting every community up for Retirement Enhancement Act. Now, coincidentally, that's, that's, quite a, mouthful. that's a mouthful. So we're going to call it the Secure Act. Coincidentally, we don't have a lot of insight into a parallel bill uh, as Congress. Many times, does something will start through the house? You're talking a about a relatively, the senate bill, right? yes, a relatively parallel pack for something similar to come through the senate. That one is actually called RISA Retirement Enhancement Securities Act. But you know, basically, Ron, you were saying this just came out the end of uh June and. Congress is looking very, very detail-oriented at a continuation of income, uh, information stream came out of the 2016 Aging Statistics Report. You know,
1: they're, they're putting this out, and what we want to talk about is uh, really the why. Exactly. The why and, and a few of the what's. So why is it that Congress is spending this much time and effort as a body to be able to put together some ideas or changes to the way that people look at retirement
0: mm-hmm. and
1: prepare for retirement. Mm-hmm. And Barbara, to your point, back in 2016, that pretty extensive and major uh, study on aging was taking a look at this very topic as one how long are people living? Mm-hmm. And what they came out with, believe it or not, was people are living longer. Right. I think we've seen that with our grandparents, our parents, is that, you know, with better better health care, um, better access to better medicines, healthier food choices, possibly,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that maybe a more focus on uh, keeping fit, that, yeah, maybe people are living longer and we see that
2: and Mortality coincidentally tables have many gone people up. are working longer They say, my goodness, my family, everybody in my family lives well into their 90s. I watched my relatives retire in their 60s and they sat around on the Barco lounger and, you know, their health went down, their enthusiasm for life went down because they no longer had an outlet, whether it's work or social or something. So a lot of different pieces of information uh, coming to the four, and there really hasn't been any significant changes to retirement options, rules, laws, dates, etc., going back to two thousand six. So it, that's a long time.
1: It is a long time, and let let's give our audience out there kind of a little bit of a history lesson as far as uh, where mortality tables have come, uh, way mm-hmm. back to the time when Social Security was actually started, mm-hmm. and to. To kind of put all of this in perspective, so when Social Security was started, the average mortality was about 66, 67. And to qualify to get Social Security, you had to be 65. Back then, it was not 62. Right. So the average person retired at age 65, finished plowing fields or building automobiles or whatever, Mm -hmm. but the average mortality was right around 66, 67 years old.
2: Right. So the use and dependence on social security was originally intended to be a couple of years. That's it. Now, if you can retire and begin to collect social security at 62 or even 66 and however far they've moved it out for, uh, the younger ones, If you retire at 66 and your mortality says you got at least another 20 years, but you look and your grandparents are well into their 90s, you could easily be facing a situation where you spend as many years unemployed slash retired as you do potentially working.
1: We also had for many, many years for people that are now in their 80s, some in their 70s that were not government workers, if they worked for a large company, most large companies back then were providing what we called a retirement package, right. a defined benefit plan that included a pension. Mm-hmm. Um, that pension, then along with the social security check, and maybe two Social Security checks, maybe two pensions, was really quite a bit of money for people like our parents to be able to live off from today. Mm-hmm. But about twenty years ago, maybe fifteen years ago, companies changed that pension philosophy. Governments still do that, and some uh, government employees of course military still get a pension mm-hmm. but for most people working for a big corporation now or for themselves they don't have that pensionability anymore the defined benefit plan has gone away and now what many companies are providing the opportunity to participate in is a defined contribution plan right can you say something about that
2: Yes. And the defined contribution plans are more, if you put in, we'll, we're going to provide something for you. If you put in, we will match it up to a certain percentage. Um, and like a a 401k
1: plan, right?
2: Like a 401k. So let's say you work for somebody who offers a simple and that's a simple IRA. Typically that allows you to, your employer to match one, two, or 3% of your payroll wages. If you do, you put in 3%, the company will match 3%. You put in 2%, the company matches two. 401s typically can go up to maybe 6%. You put in five, they put in five. We always talk about making sure if you're fortunate enough to work for a company that offers this kind of matching, make sure you're getting that full match. We call it free money. It gives you cushion through the market fluctuations and it doubles the ability of your money to grow. But you have to actually participate in it because if you don't, the company won't.
1: We want to make sure that everyone understands that along with this process and the introduction of 401k plans many years ago is that it it started to shift yes. rather than companies being responsible for your retirement. All of a sudden with the 401k plan or the simple IRA process, they made you responsible for your retirement.
2: Right. They create the opportunity Presumably, and you have the choice to participate or not.
1: So what that what has happened over time, and we've quoted this earlier this year, a statistic is that out of all of the people age 50 and older in today's workforce or living today, 50 percent of them have less than $10,000 saved for retirement. Mm-hmm. So. That's that's a big concern, especially as people start to age and they're going to live longer. And to your point, if they're going to retire at age 62, part of what we've been talking about is the why. The why is government saying, okay, we need to do and make enhancements to the retirement savings for many Americans. One, because Social Security funding is
2: pretty tight. Well, it's under, it's under duress. There's no doubt about it. Social security is under duress, healthcare costs, drug prescription costs. Those are going up. And so it's putting a a pressure on budget. But when we come back, let's just jump right in, uh, Ron, to some of the key attributes that we think are worth culling out of all of the potential provisions. Talk a little bit about those. We'll be right back.
1: Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from American Financial Investments by visiting AmericanFinancialSecurity.net or calling us at 928-771-8368.
2: And welcome back. You know, right before the break, Ron, we were mentioning to folks that there are two parallel path bills here. The one that we have the most information about, the SECURE Act, uh, information started to release about a week ago. There's 29 different provisions in that act, and we know not all of them are going to make it in their current form all the way through the machinations of, you know, between the House and the Senate and so forth. But of the 29, there are some that I think are really important to bring out. And one of them we talked about uh, a little obliquely, but the first one is really access. If we look and say that, you know, 70 to 80% of working Americans are employed by what are considered to be small businesses, 100 or fewer employees. One of the criticisms has been, I'm a small company, I'm busy doing what I do, I don't have time to research all of the options, I'd like to offer something to my employees, I don't have the time, I'm kind of busy getting contracts and making people pay and getting people hired to deliver. And so the first thing that we wanted to pull out is one that is aimed at allowing small business owners to kind of come together and have access to 401ks where responsibilities are spread out a little bit, costs are spread out, but more people have an opportunity to participate.
1: And for all of you out there, if you work for an employer and they offer a retirement program of some sort, go and we encourage you to go understand what it is, ask them questions, mm-hmm. Uh participate in that. If you, if your budget allows, make that happen. You're going to be so pleased with them matching like Barbara talked about, but also over time with the market being as strong as it has been over the last eight, nine, 10 years, you want to participate in that and you want that money to get that compounding growth. Um, for your future Mm -hmm. absolutely the the other provision of this which we absolutely love and that is annuities really are what pensions have always been one of the best annuities that someone can buy is either social security can't buy it can't buy it
2: have to pay in (laughs) you pay into it
1: and the same thing is with a pension Mm
2: -hmm.
1: all it is is an annuity for the rest of your life and possibly for the rest of your partner's life. Right. Okay. So, with pensions being mostly gone unless you're a government worker, then what this provision does is opens up. So, if someone has a 401k plan, then they could be able to choose an annuity option within that 401k plan so that when they retire, in addition to social security benefits, they would have those pension like income that that annuity could provide for them. Yes. We like that. And we salute, um, the, um, government for saying, okay, that's important.
2: Whoever it was who said people need guarantees and Correlated to those guarantees, Ron, is another provision in there that says if there are, in fact, annuity-like options within retirement, then every year people should get a statement that says, this is how much you've put in. If you retire at this age, this is the amount of lifetime annual income This will come to you as so the the idea of a lifetime income disclosure.
1: We like that from the standpoint that it it kind of takes away some of the guesswork Mm -hmm. that people that people have saying, okay, I got this nest egg of money over here. Oh, it's going to provide me eleven thousand dollars a year of income. Oh, oh, hmm. that's nine hundred eight hundred dollars a month.
2: Oh, good. I can put that into my budget planning.
1: When I retire, that along with my, if all of you are taking a look at those social security statements. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, we encourage you to take a look at those online and look at that. Look at your uh, 401k plans and just make sure, okay, we try to help people build these pillars of income so that when they retire, they know. Okay, I'm going to get $1,800 a month from Social Security. I'm going to get another $800 a month from this 401k plan mm-hmm. as a lifetime benefit. Wow, I might be able to, if I have very little debt, make that work. Mm-hmm. Okay, so some of these, some of the attributes and some of these bullet points we, we agree with. Exactly.
2: Now, another couple of ones, Ron, go back to the fact that we are all living longer And a lot of us are working longer. So one of the things that we hear people talk about and have a lot of questions about is if I do have an IRA account, when do I have to start taking it? And first, we always want to say beyond 59 and a half, you are penalty free because your retirement money that you draw will be taxable income if you take it before 59 and a half, it is probably going to be penalized in addition to being taxed. We'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But um, if we're going to be working longer, and let's say you're still working at 70, you're a consultant, you're a something or other, you're still working. You're bringing in some income and you look across the table and you get a little notice and it says, hey, got to take some money out because we'd like to tax you. Now, they never say we'd like to tax you on those distribution forms that you get from your investments, but that's really what it is. The IRS has given us the ability to defer to earn money, to put it into something and not pay tax on it. And at some point in the past, they've said, okay, 70 and a half, start paying the piper. No more deferral. Now you have to start taking some. And so 70 and a half has been the age. uh, And now they're saying, hey, look, maybe not. Now, again, you would have the opportunity to draw it if you needed it. But if you were still working and didn't need it, or if you simply had, as you said, nice social security, a good pension, maybe you've got a couple of rentals, maybe you inherited some money from a parent or something, and you just simply don't need that money, this is a way that says, hmm, maybe we'll bump that out. The House bill says 72. The Senate bill currently says 75. They'll probably end up somewhere in the middle.
1: And you know, Barbara, we left the last segment and you were talking about tying three different topics together.
2: Exactly. And those three, two of them we mentioned, but let's go back and recap. There is a possibility, probably a good likelihood, that the age where we are required to start taking those minimum distributions will be bumped out a little bit beyond 70 and a half. Coincidental to that, one we didn't mention yet, but is also related, is if they're going to bump out the age at which we are forced to take money out of those they may also be bumping out the age in which we can continue to contribute to an IRA or a retirement plan.
1: That's gonna really help those people that say, you know what, I feel great. I love working and I'm 73. Exactly. We, we know we know
2: We a know a lot new, of people who work part time or who are on their second or third career. Numerous
1: people that and they would
2: say, like to be able to I feel continue good and to I'm contribute. Still so this makes sense. If we're going to keep working longer and they're going to bump out that age, then they need to bump out the age to which we can contri- continue to to uh, contribute to our own retirement. Now, those two things are really good for us on the individual side. And that includes Roth IRAs as well. Yes. The corollary because it's always a give and take, right? The government giveth and then they taketh away as they go, oh, sure, work a little longer, keep putting money away. Oh, sure, we'll let you defer some things out. But then we still have to pay the piper. So So that's the stretch thing that you mentioned, Ron. Under the old rules, tell people how it used to work or currently works, I should say. So
1: if someone is if someone is over 70 and a half and they're required to take distributions out of an IRA or what we call a qualified plan, Mm -hmm. and then they pass away, the beneficiaries of that IRA, then they are required, even if they're not 70 and a half, to continue taking distributions from that IRA. Mm -hmm. And about 20 years ago, it was changed where they could stretch those possibly over their lifetime.
2: Right. So you could actually do minimum three different ways, right? So if you take inherit, you could take it all. That's right. Pay the tax man. Now take it all. The second was. Could take it over five years. Yep, yeah, Pretty equal amounts over five years. Or over a lifetime. Over your lifetime. So if grandma was taking it because she was 85 and you were 45, Grandma was obviously going to have to take more of it out because her mortality was a lot shorter (laughs) and more imminent than yours at 45. Under the new
1: plan, everything stays the same, except no longer the lifetime is; It's capped at 10 years. Capped at 10. So you can take it all Mm -hmm. capped at 10 years.
2: Yeah. Interestingly enough, you know, that came out of a Supreme Court ruling where they threw inherited IRAs on the table and said, beat these around and tell us what you think. And the Supreme Court came back and said, inherited IRA accounts are not really your deferral retirement accounts. They're ordinary investment accounts. And that's why that provision looks like it will be changed.
1: So so Barbara, let's let's have you discuss some of the tax provisions of this of these proposals okay how can this enhance sometimes people just need to pull money out of an ira before they're of age to really take advantage of taking those out and right. what we're talking about is 59 and a half
2: mm-hmm. so right now if you take money out of a retirement account of 401 an ira you know any taxable account well even a roth uh, prior to 59 and a half, the IRS says, well, you can do it. And that money will be both taxed according with all your other income. It will also be burdened with a 10% penalty. And over the years, the IRS has had different kinds of exceptions to that 10% penalty, For instance, they had one for first-time homeowners. This one still exists. If you have a retirement account, you're under 59 and a half, you need to come up with money for a down payment, you could take up to $10,000 out of an account to buy your first home, and that 10% uh, penalty does not apply. In the provisions here, Ron, they've added another one that is a kind of a reflection of of societal changes. And that is, if you have a new child born into your family, or you adopt, the proposal says, even if you're 59 and a half or younger, we'll allow you to take up to $5,000 within a year of that birth or adoption. So
1: we think that that's a real positive step I think that's great for, for young younger couples that say, hey, we need a little bit of help yep. during this stage of our lives. And that opens it up so you could do that. Exactly. Without that penalty. Right. For well, the small
2: with, businesses, with, there's one more really quick one. And that is we talked about ease of starting these. One is cost. So one of the options in there is that if a small business has not ever offered a retirement plan for their employees and they now choose to do so, this proposal says, you know what, we'd give you a $500 tax credit for for saying, hey, good job. Set that up for your employees. will help your business offset the cost of that.
1: So with just the last minute or so that we have remaining <laughs> in this show, we overall think that there's some positive changes that might really bless and enhance people's lives from this. Yes. If, the, if some of this goes on and is also passed by the Senate. But really what we... What we do every day is help people prepare and live through retirement. Mm -hmm. So if you find yourself in your 40s, 50s, um, 60s, and you're thinking, wow, I am really close to retirement, but I don't know. We just got a call today. Just
2: had a call today.
1: And the very first question, we just want to come and see you so that you guys can crunch the math and see if we can retire.
2: Can we do this?
1: Or If I have to keep working. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's, that's the big question. This is what we do. We love to help people. We want to make sure that you are ready. That when you say, when when we do our seminars, we talk about people jumping off this retirement Retirement cliff. cliff. And what that clearly means is sometimes it's kind of scary to say all these years I've been getting one or two paychecks in the household and all of a sudden, if both of us are going to retire and both of those paychecks are gone, where are the paychecks going to come from? Mm-hmm. Well, do you have enough coming in from Social Security? We're going to analyze that. Do you have enough buckets of money for IRAs and 401ks or annuities that we can touch in and tap into those? Mm-hmm. Um, do we have other buckets of money for to last us for the next 20, 25 years. The average mortality today is in the mid 80s. And both of us had grandparents that lived up into their 90s. Absolutely. So we encourage people to really take a look and see if they really do have enough to say, I can't pull the trigger and stop working.
2: Or are there some changes you could make in your saving and spending pattern over the next few years to better position you and your family for retirement? If you're not working with someone now helping you harness those budget needs, helping you identify of buckets that you may have, how do you really translate that into regular income streams so that you can make good informed decisions and sleep well at night, come and see us. We're in the crossings, 928-771-8368. We are here to work with you to improve your lives. Have a great week
0: thank you for listening to financial facts and tax with ron and barbara give your financial future a jump start and call this week for your complimentary strategy session call 928-771-8368 or visit their website at afsprescott.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through American Financial Investments, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and tax services are offered through American Financial Security. American Financial Investments and American Financial Security are affiliated companies. American Financial Investments, American Financial Security, Ron Stevenson, Barbara Clark Stevenson are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government entity.